Welcome to the Faith Crisis Coach Podcast. This show is my love letter to all of the people going through a faith crisis and transition that feel alone and like your world is falling apart. I've been there. As an all-in, eighth-generation Latter-day Saint, a faith crisis was the last thing I expected or wanted. But now, my life, my mental health, my relationships, my self-image, all of that is so much better because of how I leveraged my faith crisis. I'm your host, Josie Johnson, certified trauma-informed life coach and happy faith crisis graduate. If you want to grow through this experience, not just go through it, listen in. Hello, my faith crisis friends. I have a fun episode for you today. This is the third in the foundation series. So, so far we've talked about spiritual development and grief, and now I'm going to teach you about self-image, self-image and identity. So this is the fun part. This is the part where we take the blank slate, we kind of build on the rubble from the house that fell, and we get to build whatever we want on top of it. We get to draw whatever we want on the blank slate. So this podcast could really be called the Identity Crisis Coach Podcast because at its core, a faith crisis is an identity crisis. This topic makes me think of Mulan and that classic song, Reflection. (laughs) I think that lyrics illustrate the identity crisis pretty well. So go read them. Basically, they just talk about the inner turmoil of figuring out who you are and who you're not and wanting to express yourself to match who you are. So authenticity and self-expression is a really important part of faith transition. And that's where that's what we're going to start talking about today. So this is just the foundation, of course. There will be many more podcasts on this topic of authenticity, self-image, um, confidence, identity, all of that stuff moving forward. I'm going to share three thoughts that kind of illustrate the different crises that come up. (laughs) So the thought that drives the faith crisis is God, Jesus, or the church isn't what I thought it was. The thought that drives the existential crisis is then if God, Jesus, or the church isn't what I thought it was, then the purpose of life isn't what I thought it was. And then the thought that drives the identity crisis is, therefore, I'm not who I thought I was. If God, Jesus, or the church isn't what I thought I wa- thought it was, then the purpose of life isn't what I thought it was. Therefore, I'm not who I thought it was, right? So those are kind of the core thoughts that are happening. And ultimately, an identity crisis is a developmental event that involves a person questioning their sense of self or place in the world. It's a period of uncertainty and confusion. It's when you're wondering if who you are aligns with who you thought you were. And this concept originates in the work of developmental psychologist Eric Erickson, who believes that the formation of identity was one of the most important conflicts that people face. So some symptoms of an identity crisis, and this is the last bit about the identity crisis before we move on to talking more specifically about self-image and identity, but some symptoms of an identity crisis are a heightened sense of insecurity, thinking more about death and time running out, noticing kind of where you are in your lifespan, asking yourself who you are, where you fit, and where you belong, 
wondering if you made the right choices up until this point in life and if you've been living up to your potential, asking yourself what the point of the things you're doing is, feeling bored or restless with things that were interesting before. And just like I always say about a faith crisis, an identity crisis is challenging, but it has the potential for immense personal growth. You can go through this or you can grow through this. As we're going to talk about in the next episode, language is fluid, so you don't have to claim the word crisis at all as it relates to faith or identity. Either way, the great news is that now is the perfect time to reclaim your self-image and identity. So I'm going to define these terms. So self-image is the way that I use it is how you see you, right? So literally, like if you were looking in a mirror, how you see you, how you see you physically, but also how you see you mentally, how you see yourself now, how you think others see you and how you see future you. And then identity is who you are currently being in the world. So I use these two terms pretty interchangeably because of how I think about them. I believe that how you see you creates who you are, right? You can't have one without the other. Your self-image is essentially your thoughts and your identity is a result of your self-image. Your identity is who you've created based on who you think you are, if that makes sense. Um, And I believe that we become who we think we are and we become who others tell us we are if we believe them. So that's why our self-image is so important <laughs> because if you want an intentional life, if you have dreams and goals and a vision of how you want to spend your time on earth, your self-image matters because you can't create a life outside of who you think you are. So there's a powerful story from early Hinduism about a lion that forgets his true identity. It goes like this. So the baby lion was taken from its mother by hunters and left all alone. A herd of goats took pity on this lion and took him in. And as the lion grew, not knowing any better, the lion learned that it was a goat. One day, a huge lion appeared and roared at the top of the hill (laughs) near the goat herd with all its might. The goats ran away, but the old lion, the huge lion, appeared to the young lion and asked, why are you with these goats? The young lion said, I am a goat. The old lion laughed and roared, you're not a goat. You're a lion. He took him to the water's edge and showed him his reflection in the crystal clear water. I am a lion, the young lion roared. So your faith crisis can be the water which allows you to finally see who you are. Right? Just like this young lion didn't know who they were, they were acting as if they were a goat because that's who they were told that they are. You get to decide who you are now. So I want you to answer these questions, starting with the age-old classic philosophical question, who are you? Who are you? And don't just write down your roles, but include how you walk through the world, your personality, your style. Who are you? Who's your essence? How do you think? How do you move through the world? Then the next question is, who do others think you are? Who do you think others think you are, really? Who are you taught to be? And who were you before they got to you? Who were you before you were taught to be someone? So for me, (laughs) for me, 
I really like corn. No, for me, I was taught to be selfless, righteous, quiet, a follower, pure, a good mom and homemaker, someone who says yes to all callings and service opportunities, and an equal partner and good wife. That's who I was taught to be. Okay. That led me to also becoming anxious, people-pleasing, and insecure. But as a child, before I was taught to be someone, before I was taught to be selfless, I was decisive and I was honest. Before I was taught to be righteous, I was curious. Before I was taught to be quiet, I was loud. Before I was taught to be a follower, I was bossy and a natural leader. Before I was taught to be pure, I was colorful. I was messy and imperfect. Before I was taught to be someone for everyone, I was confident. And I was still unconditionally loving without keeping score. Who were you taught to be? And then who were you as a child before you were taught to be someone? Just something to think about. So now I know that this is not all just because of religion. It has to do with our families of origin, the society we grew up in. It's more complicated, right? It's not black or white. It's nuanced and complicated. And I know plenty of religious people that didn't take the labels as seriously as I did. They didn't try to fit themselves in the mold like I did. But I absolutely molded myself into someone because of my religious conditioning. And I know that I'm not unique in this. Of course, we believed people who said that we were someone. Of course, we wanted to be who people said we were, no matter where that programming came from. Of course, of course, we bought into it. What else would we have done? Now, I want you to decide who you are and be them. In the third episode of the podcast, I encourage you to, I encourage people going through a faith transition to have fun getting to know themselves. And I asked you questions like, what am I passionate about today? What are some of my spiritual beliefs today? What are my core values today? What would I say about my role of society or purpose in life today? What makes me me today? I think it's really important to take the time to sit and answer these questions and others like them. They will give you something to ground yourself in. Again, as we go through a faith crisis or a transition, There's just so much unknown, so much uncertainty and confusion. Knowing who you are, figuring out who you really are will help you ground yourself. Along with answering these questions, I think living into them will further solidify your answers. So noticing where you live your answers and doing more of that is useful. So for example, if you value gratitude, you can notice where you're thinking people or feeling grateful. And then you can choose to incorporate gratitude more. And that will solidify that part of your identity even further. And you can do this in all areas. If you think you're very organized, where are you already organized? Enjoy that and then find more ways to live into that part of you. Or if you think that one of your roles is to be a good parent, where are you already a good parent by your definition? And Where can you lean into that just 1% more? Starting with the wins, where you're already being who you want to be, acknowledge those, and that will help you become more of yourself. 
Along with processing grief and change, reclaiming our identities and self-image is at the heart of what we do in faith crisis. It's at the heart of what we do when you coach with me. So to me, life coaching is the art of helping you be more you. I'm passionate about helping people step into their power and leverage their faith and identity crises as an opportunity to do that. If you're interested in private coaching, head over to faithcrisiscoaching.com for more information. And at the end of this episode, I just want to offer you this last thought, which is to remind yourself that you get to be whoever you want to be. You get to be whoever you want to be. Walk throughout your day today, lovingly checking in. Who am I being right now? Are you being the person they told you to be? Are you being the person you were taught to be? Or are you being the person that you want to be? How can you pivot your thinking or your actions just a tiny bit to be more of who you want to be right now? And that doesn't have to be in any big area. It can be just how you walk, how you sit, how you eat, how you dress how you talk, how you think. It doesn't have to be in any grand gesture, but the more you walk and talk and in tiny ways just are who you want to be, the more you'll get to enjoy being yourself. To me, that's what it means to be yourself. So have a great day, my friends, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to stay in touch over on Instagram. So follow me at coach Josie Johnson and shoot me a DM when you do. It's not weird. I promise. I'd love to hear if there's a topic you want a podcast episode on. That way I can make sure I'm helping you with whatever is top of mind right now. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe on whatever app you're using so that the podcast is easy to find in the future. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.